1: Hi everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm so thrilled to have Lynn Resick join us today as we chat all about editing consistency during a busy season. Lynn and I talk about why consistency is so important in your wedding photography workflow and photography style, especially when you're in a very busy season. And we all know we're in a very busy season right now. She shares her recommendations to help speed up your overall workflow from shooting to editing and gives helpful hints and tips along the way. A little bit about Lynn is that she's an educator turned photographer. Lynn is committed to building opportunities for connection and learning within the wedding industry and beyond. She recently launched her first online course and enjoys mentoring and coaching new wedding pros one-on-one and in hands-on workshops, and I'm so excited Lynn is here. Also, before we start today's show, I wanted to ask you guys a quick question. Are you feeling stuck in your business and thinking about working with a coach? I'd love to help. Each month, I offer one-on-one coaching sessions for wedding photographers to tackle whatever is overwhelming you, whether it's help with your website, your social media, and marketing strategy, to the ins and outs of running your own small business. I can help you take the overwhelm out of your everyday and help you focus on your next steps to achieving your goals. If you're just starting out or a few years in and looking for a coach to help guide you in the right direction and help keep you accountable, let's chat. Visit www.teawitjanae.com and click on the work with me button in the menu to find out more and schedule your discovery chat today. All right, you guys, let's get excited. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line. Lynn, can you say hi to everybody?
0: Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Janae. I'm so excited.
1: I am so excited. We're going to nerd out about editing and consistency, and I love talking about this topic.
0: (laughs) Yes, we are. Me too.
1: (laughs) But before we get started, let's introduce you to our listeners. Could you tell everybody a little bit about you, your business, and how you got started?
0: Sure. I'd love to. I actually started out as a history teacher, a high school history teacher and was in a completely different, you know, mindset and space. I taught for a decade and got married during that time in 2008. And that's when I really discovered uh, or rediscovered a love for photography and specifically for wedding and um, engagement photography, which is what my specialty is. And after our wedding, was lucky enough that my wedding photographer became my mentor and I spent a year third shooting and assisting her and working in her studio over the summer because I was teaching. So it was kind of a great opportunity and then started my business as a side hustle while I was still teaching and went full-time in 2017. So since 2017, I've been able to kind of fully pursue this and dive in a lot deeper and build my business, which has been really fun um, and a a cool shift.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. So how did the school take it when you gave your notice?
0: Well, I was actually, I moved cities too. So I was leaving because of a transition from Hartford to Boston. And so it made it kind of easy, but then I I did work... um, in a nonprofit briefly and letting them know, they were like, we'd be upset if it was to go to another nonprofit, but because you're doing something so different, we just kind of want to cheer you on. So it was actually really nice and supportive.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. So you still focus on weddings and families or engagements?
0: Yes. Wedding engagement. I do some family stuff, but mostly just for clients, You know, my past wedding couples.
1: That's awesome. Cool. Oh, I love that. Well, I'm so excited you're here today because we're going to talk about editing, consistency during a busy season, which we all are in right now.
0: (laughs) Amen to that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we're like, all of my friends are, we're all drowning in in the best way possible. It's like, you know, you don't want to sound ungrateful because of, you know, the previous year that we've all had or had to go through, but man, it is, it's just been nonstop. I don't know about you guys.
0: Exactly for me too. Yeah. It's, I'm so, so grateful for it. And I am anticipating just how tired I am going to be and how grateful I will be for rest come winter up here in New England.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I'm in New York. So we kind of have like a yeah. similar similar yeah. schedule. So let's talk about, you know, can you sort of explain editing consistency and why it's important?
0: Sure. Yeah. So simply put to me, consistent editing means that you have a clear aesthetic and style from shoot to shoot and client to client. And I think that's really important because consistent edits allow you to do two really big things. One is to build brand recognition so that people can look at an image and know it's yours, which we all want, right? Mm -hmm. And then another is, and this is maybe even more so, is that it builds trust that your clients or your potential clients know what they're going to get from you when they book you. And they trust that They know your style, they have a clear understanding of that style and that they're going to be happy with their images when they receive them in that style after their portrait session or wedding day or, you know, family session, whatever that is. Um, And the flip side of that is that if you don't have that style, it can be really confusing for potential clients and actually prevent them from booking you or make them unhappy when they get their finished product.
1: Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like, if you are, I know, like in my contract, I have a, a clause about you know the artist style is ever evolving. Um, you know, if I try something new and deliver something a little different, like they really like can't get upset. But I would say that for me, three years into starting my own photography business, I found my style and felt found my consistency, and it really hasn't deviated from the beginning. If that makes sense.
0: It does. Yeah. And I have the same clause actually in there as well. I think it's an important one to have to kind of protect your artistic vision and and allow you to grow and to change and evolve. But also you want to kind of make sure that you're doing that either like clearly and maybe that evolution can be kind of slow so that as you're doing something, you're not going from light and airy to dark and moody overnight. That would be an abrupt shift that I think Clients may have a right to be like, "Whoa, what is happening here?" Right. I've definitely developed a more um, film-like aesthetic over the years, and my style is still kind of shifting and evolving. And even just presets and tweaking and stuff will change, you know, a little bit of what those final products look like. But I also think there's definitely like a clear overarching style that I can claim, and that you know keeps me really consistent.
1: Yeah, I love that. It's so important. And I feel well, at least for me, when I found my style, it's like, this is it, this is who I am. Like I felt so much calm. You know, I felt like I was, I had figured it out. And I was like, okay, like this is my style. And then, you know, your clients book you because of your style. So if all of a sudden you're changing, you know, like you said, you have some explaining to do. <laughs> you give them this dark and moody gallery when you were first a light and airy photographer. So it's it's really important.
0: Agree, agree.
1: Yeah. So how do you recommend photographers, you know, have an editing consistency style or like our editing consistency during the busy season?
0: Oh my gosh. This is such a great question because we're all living it right now. And I feel like we all go through those ebbs and flows, you know, every year, no matter what. But I think a lot of what we need to do to build editing consistency in a busy time is also just best practice year round too. And one of the first things I I think is that we need to know our own style. Like you and I are just talking about how comforting it is even for ourselves to really know our style. I think if you break that down and think about what determines consistency, for me, there are four different things and we need to know our own preferences as artists and photographers for those four areas for when we're editing. So we have a barometer to check ourselves against. And those four things are kind of your overall style, like we said, um, which a lot of times comes down to basics of like exposure and contrast. Like where do you generally like to be in those places? Your overall temperature and tint. Do you tend to be more warm or more cool? Your skin tones. Do you prefer pinky peachy or more yellow and warm, or do you go for a pretty cool neutral skin tone? And then your greens, are you more minty? Are you more yellow? Are you more saturated or desaturated? I think those four elements combined can really help you define your own style and knowing that is going to help you stay consistent.
1: Yeah, I think those are great. And I don't know. I'm a, excuse me. I'm a hybrid photographer. So I shoot film and digital and the green, the greens are like (laughs) my nightmare, (laughs) you know, like I like want them to be so consistent and perfect in each picture. And someone's like, you have to let it go. I'm like, no, the green.
0: (laughs) I really think greens alone can completely change an image. The look of an image, the temperature of an image, totally with you on that. That's like an (laughs) obsession for me, <laughs> the greens.
1: I love that. Yeah. So how do you, so when we break down these four, you know, points, how do you like suggest people figure that stuff out? Is it just by trial and error? Should they make sort of reference images? Like what, what would you suggest there?
0: I would say take stock of your latest work, pick out five or so images that you are really proud of and that you really like that feel like yes if i had to just show an example of what my style was these five images are quote my style and then start to break them down into those four categories so that you can kind of figure out what those commonalities are so that you can really hone in on each of those points so what is my overall temperature that i'm generally going for in my favorite images in my skin tones and my greens and do that for each You know, of those images, and you should hopefully start to see a pattern of what some of your favorites are. The note there being, make sure you're pulling from different either parts of a wedding day or you're going cloudy days and sunny days. You're picking things from indoors as well as outdoors so that you're getting a good range because you want to be consistent across all different kinds of sessions and locations.
1: Yeah, I love that. So let's talk about editing for a little bit. I feel like that's really a big part of, uh, consistency, you know, what do you feel like is a good way to ensure that you're editing correctly or consistently?
0: Yeah, it's, you know, there's just so many, I think tricks that we can kind of use, especially in a busy season to make sure that we are, um, editing efficiently and consistently. So I think part of it starts with, you know, the culling process, because you want to make sure that you're choosing and curating your gallery for your couples. And so one of the things I would say is to make sure that we're using an efficient process for that. Um, I use Photo Mechanic, and I swear a few years ago when I found it, it changed my life in terms of culling, because it's just so much faster, it loads full, you know, previews for you to look at kind of instantly. And so that's a really good tool to be able to use and to, to cull with. And then getting organized, I think is important as well so that you have, you know, different folders or that you're, you're sorting into by camera. So as a wedding photographer, I'm usually working with a second photographer, but I'm going to make sure that we're organized by the parts of the day. And I'm going to edit, um, like by camera, even in that case, mm-hmm. um, so that, I'm doing all my own images first. And then one of the biggest things I think that we can do is to use that reference view to use as an anchor image. So once I've, you know, you've edited one photo from one part of your session or one scenario or vignette that you're really happy with, pull that up in reference view in Lightroom and keep it up on the left-hand side of your screen while you're, you know, copying, pasting, Applying tweaks to the rest of the images in that scene so that you have that reference and can make sure that they're all kind of matching to that anchor image.
1: Yeah, I have to say, I remember when Lightroom um, released the reference view, and I was like, holy moly, you just changed everybody's lives. (laughs) because now Absolutely. Can, yeah, I was like, Oh my God, why was this before? I mean, maybe I'm sharing my age, like how long I've been with Lightroom, but since the beginning. So <laughs> it was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And then yeah, everyone's like reference view.
0: <laughs> it's so helpful. It's just, I I don't know. It's like, you know, cell phones We're like, how did we ever function before that? I don't know. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. It's so funny.
1: And then yeah. Photo mechanic is like, the game changer that every photographer should use. I I had a friend, she was uh, calling in Lightroom. I was like, girl, get yourself photo mechanic. She's like, it's expensive. I was like, it's worth it. What is worth your time? You know, like how much time would you pay? You know, how much would you get back to get your time back? And she was like, I guess, I guess I could do it. And then she like texted me. She's like, I'm so stupid. I don't know why I was waiting. So yeah, photo mechanic for sure is like a photographer's, you know, best friend.
0: Absolute time saver, like times infinity.
1: I <laughs> know, uh, yeah. Don't, if you're if you're te- listening, listening and teetering about thinking about getting it, just get it.
0: <laughs> do it. It's yeah. so good.
1: Peer pressure, but in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so during a busy season, you know what? What recommendations do you have for people listening for photographers who, who are like pulling their hair out?
0: I think. So I have two actually, one is actually starts before you even get to the editing phase. And that is to really get to know your camera and your settings well, um, and take that extra time on shoots to dial in your settings, shoot in full manual mode and go into Calvin for white balance. If you're not doing that already and you're using auto white balance you're making a lot more work for yourself in editing later because it's going to change slightly for each of those images, depending on angles and light and all those things. Whereas Calvin's going to give you a lot more consistent raw images to start with, which will make your editing so much easier later on. So taking that time to dialing your settings on your shoot is the, the first thing I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Um, And then the other one is that when you get in there and you're ready to get started with editing, you've called in photo mechanic and you're gonna pull those images into Lightroom, apply a preset on import so that you are making those basic edits that you do to every photo or you're adding your preset or your profile, um, adjusting those greens, adjusting your basic exposure, um, profile correction, all those things that you're gonna do to every single image create a preset that you can apply on import and just have it done automatically so you are starting ahead of the game with those images when you go to edit.
1: Oh, that's such a good tip. I don't even do that. I have like a preset for like my copyright information. So that's always in there upon import, but I don't, I feel like I have to tweak it one by one and then go in. But I think like for basic things like cropping and maybe even... um, Oh, I do the profile correction. You know that thing. Yes. Um, yeah. That could be great to do uh, on import. Oh, you're getting me thinking, Lynn. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. I things that I would avoid with that too. Just to dive in a little deeper is not putting white balance on there because every scenario in your session is going to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, to some degree, or if, for weddings, it changes a lot over the course of the day, and so leave white balance unchecked in that preset, but you can definitely, I always underexpose just a little bit. So I'm always bumping my exposure um, and I'm gonna tweak it for each image, but I know that I need to start by bumping it a little bit. So I do that. I have a profile I always use to match my film aesthetic now. So I'm applying that to all the images. And the profile correction is a big one. I'm adding a little grain. But there is a lot of things that, you know, I do for every single image. So why not just make sure that they're already applied? And now I get to kind of start from what's next.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's such a good time-saving tip. I'm going to do that right after we get off.
0: <laughs> this Yay, podcast. yes. <laughs>
1: so hopefully people listening are like, I'm going to do that too, which is super.
0: <laughs> it's honestly not something I had started doing until just recently uh, within the last year or two and again that feels like another big game changer for me once I started doing it in yeah. terms of time and just those repeat tasks that you just get to cut out and and save a lot of time in this busy season as you're editing
1: Yeah, I love that and I always feel like you know I how do I say this properly like sometimes I feel like oh I know a lot like I know how to use Lightroom but then someone t- gives you a tip and you're like oh, well, that's awesome. You know what I mean? I never thought of it that way. So that that's exactly what happened right now. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And that's really how I learned about it too. A friend of mine and I were chatting, photog friend, and we were chatting about something. She was like, I can't believe you don't do this. And I was like, you're so right. And once I did, yep. Now I'm a, now a you convert, don't. a convert. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it. So I always like to give our listeners sort of tangible tips and actionable steps in every episode, because that's the whole reason we're here at Tea with Janae. And I would love for you to share some tangible tips, which you already are doing um, with our photographers listening. You know, what is there any like piece of equipment or software or mindset or, you know, shooting hack that you would love to share with them so they can really get through this busy season in a really consistent way?
0: Sure. Yeah. So I think going back over just some of those things and what are like the really tangible things that you can start doing now, if you haven't already, sit down, pull those sample images that are your favorites and create a style profile for yourself Mm -hmm. that really answers your preferences for those four areas of, you know, overall like exposure and style, temperature and tint, skin tone and greens. So that you have that as a gut check for yourself as you start to go into the season and are in different scenarios when you're editing later on. That's going to serve you really well as a barometer to come back to and just to have those answers like known for you, especially if you want to outsource during this time, which I think can be really helpful as well in the busy season. If you are doing consistent edits to start with and can do those anchor images and you have the opportunity to explore outsourcing some of your editing, being clear on your style is going to help that editor that you hire. Do you outsource, Janae?
1: Oh yeah, I have. Yeah, I'm. I finally. I've. I've gone through a couple editors, um, personally myself, but I have found a great editor, and she's in- incredible. And I've been so happy, um, and I'm so lucky to be working with someone who, like, gets how to match film and digital because she. It's like perfection. It comes back. I have to do a couple of tweaks. You know, I had to adjust my expectations. Like, no one's going to be me. (laughs) So, you know, like it's literally like 95%. And then I have to tweak a couple of things, maybe a couple images, but that gallery gets delivered within a day or two once I get it back from her. So for me in my busy season, which is right now, and whenever you're listening to this, like in the heart of the summer and the spring and, you know, for New York where I work, it's just, it's an incredible resource. If you can afford it, you know, to have an editor. And because I have such a consistent style and I make those um, anchor images for her, they come back and it's like, oh, it looks like I edited it, which is so incredible. What about you?
0: The same acts exactly the same. I um, have my editors have shifted over the years as my style has evolved a little bit more and then starting to shoot film. And it is a little bit of a process. I love that you said you had to adjust your expectations a little bit just because They're never going to be you. And it's a little bit of a communication back and forth to find that groove I've found. Yeah. But um, love being able to send that out and know that because I have sent them something consistent, I can expect something consistent back from them. And it just, it saves so much time uh, and being able to deliver more you know, effectively, it kind of leads into a better client experience too, or not more effectively, but more quickly overall, because it would just take me so much longer if I was yeah. doing every single you know, wedding a hundred percent by myself. So it's definitely something that can be tricky to jump into in a busy season, but also potentially a perfect time to, to take that plunge because you just need the help. So if you can kind of get consistent first and then reach out to people, I think you'll find it easier to, to get a match and to get into a groove with an editor.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And and I actually have an article on Janae, about um, where to find editors. There's like a a couple of hubs that that they've set up because they all kind of know each other, just like us photographers all know each, you know, kind of know each other, um, especially in your area. So if you want to check that out, I'll link it in the show notes and you guys can click on it if you're struggling and and need an editor. But I think it's also really great, you know, to have somebody in your back pocket. But if you can't do it right now, you know, being consistent from the moment you pick up your camera to the moment you sit down is, is really going to change your whole experience from start to finish. And you might find yourself being much faster than you were before because you're now being more consistent.
0: It, exactly. Exactly. And so that's why, you know, I mentioned earlier the idea of shooting in manual mode or at the the very least switching to Kelvin white balance because I I really find that that's one of the biggest places that, you know, that auto white balance shifting back and forth just a little bit between images in a scene or, you know, in in a part of the day can just cause a lot of extra time and effort in trying to get the same consistent look to the images. Yeah. And I know Kelvin can be a little um, confusing when you're first starting, but there are some great like great information and great guides out there if you're Googling it and looking it up. Um, and you can kind of memorize some of the places that you want to get started, you know, in terms of like direct sunlight, you want to be around 5,500 Kelvin. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I, I just like know that that's where I always start for direct sunlight. Um, so you can kind of like figure those things out so that as your scenarios change, you're going to be able to quickly adjust your Kelvin white balance. And when you come back, all those images are going to have that exact same white balance level and it's going to make editing so much faster and you're easier to get that consistent look that you want.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I think if people who are listening are like, I can't shoot with Kelvin, that's a lot of work. Well, I would you know, I would just challenge you because when you're a, when you're a photographer... At least for me, when I was starting out, I was like, "How am I going to remember my settings and my ISO, my shutter, my aperture?" And you know what? That stuff now is second nature. Like I don't even think about it. So I think you kind of have to get to that place with Kelvin too, where you're just like, "I don't." You don't even think about it. You just know, and, and then you are already setting yourself up for success.
0: Yes, I totally agree. And I so I actually have um, a manual mode pocket guide. Is what it's called. It's hmm. it's literally starting settings for kind of all the scenarios you might hit in a wedding day. And it gives you the, you know, aperture shutter ISO and Kelvin white balance that I generally go into a day with, with a few little tips and stuff. So um, that's like, there are resources out there, including that one. I'm sure that's not the only one. There are lots of like blog posts about these kinds of things too, but definitely just kind of getting to a point where it becomes that rote memory. I think when we all started learning manual mode, you're like, oh my gosh, it's so much to remember. It's so hard to to think about all these different things and to do it like really quickly. But now all of a sudden fast forward and it's just second nature. And this is one more thing that can become second nature if you really force yourself to commit to it.
1: Yeah. Now, where can people get that?
0: Yeah. So that um, guide is right uh, on my website. So I can I can share a link to it for you for the show notes if you'd like.
1: Yeah, sure. It'll be in the show notes. You guys can just swipe on up after you've done listening and it's already there for you. So, oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love helpful resources for people.
0: (laughs) Great. (laughs) Yeah, me too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So talking about like resources, you just recently um, relaunched your uh, Wedding Client Experience Academy, right?
0: Yeah. So I launched it last year for the first time and it's relaunching this fall. Oh, cool. Yeah. Tell us about that. Oh, I'd love to. Thanks for giving me an opportunity to talk about it. Um, So wedding client experience is such an important topic for, I think, all of us uh, in the wedding business specifically. It does say wedding in there because that's my specialty, but really it could be applicable for portrait photographers as well. It's just your timeline is maybe a little bit more truncated when wedding clients we usually have for, you know, a year or more. But the focus of it is on creating an impeccable client experience. And in the course, I've laid out four pillars that allow you to craft an impeccable client experience when you use them together. And they're communication, appreciation, education, and being a resource. Mm -hmm. And so over the course of 10 lessons, that get delivered to your inbox right via email, um, we kind of break those down and dig into each one. And the teacher in me has made sure that we're addressing multiple learning styles with some visual lessons, some auditory lessons. And then there's always an implementation and brainstorming section in each lesson so that you can really start taking action as you go through the course lesson by lesson.
1: I love that. Oh, it's probably awesome because you come from a teaching background.
0: (laughs) I love that. It's so good. It's been really fun to like flex those education muscles again and be thinking thinking about it and kind of marrying my two passions there.
1: Oh, that's cool. So is it open? When does the enrollment start? Is it going to be open? Is it like a time sensitive thing?
0: It is a time sensitive. It's not open yet, but on my website, there is a course page. And right at the top, you can get on the waitlist to find out when it'll open up. It's doors will open probably in late September for an October start.
1: Awesome. Cool. Great. Well, if you guys are interested in finding more about the course, you can just swipe on up and there's a link in the show notes and you can find out more directly on the site. Lynn, this has been so incredible. Thank you so much for being here. I really love talking about editing consistently. Consistently, I can't even say it during a busy (laughs) season. It is a hard word for me. (laughs)
0: It's, I, I, yeah, I know. It doesn't exactly roll off the tongue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have a little trouble with it. But let's tell everybody where they can find out more about you, your services, and say hello online.
0: Yes, I would love to connect with people. And whether that's about nerding out about, you know, editing consistently or anything else, please come say hello. I spend most of my time on Instagram these days, and I'm at Lynn Resnick Photo there. And then the client experience course and educational resources. And then all of my wedding photography information is all in one place on my website, which is www.lynresnickphotography.com.
1: Awesome. Cool. Yeah. And these links are already there. um, So once you swipe up, you'll be able to click on them and say hello to Lynn directly. Lynn, thank you so much for being here. This was so amazing. Um, I hope to have you back on the show soon.
0: Thank you so much, Janae. It was a pleasure.
1: Well, that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and listening to today's episode. Thank you to Lynn to being our wonderful guest. It was so much fun getting to talk with you. And I'm all about consistency in my workflow and shooting. If you guys want to find out more about Lynn and her online courses and coaching programs, be sure to click on the links in the show notes. Well, that's it, you guys. I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.